0: Out of by the way,
1: great experiences build great leaders, great leaders build great teams. This is building great sales teams. All right, guys welcome back to building great sales teams i've got a special guest for us today justin shoemaker he's the ceo of clear wave water and shoemaker syndicate he's an expert in sales and leadership but also interesting enough he's an expert in executive production law enforcement and anti-terrorism justin yeah, what's up man welcome to the show brother how you doing
0: brother i'm uh, happy to be on man good to connect with you finally i know we we were trying to do this a while back, but, you know, yeah. part of being, being in a startup, the schedule is crazy. So I'm glad we were finally able to sit
1: down for a little bit and talk. Absolutely. Are you, so you said startup, are you in your first year or how, how far into your water yeah. treatment business are you? Yeah. I mean, I
0: technically not even a full year yet. We launched, I mean, I made the business back in January, February while still selling for a solar company um, mm-hmm. and before I made my exit. And then we officially started selling in April. So April is technically the first year of actual
1: operations.
0: February okay. would be technically one year of business. So not quite a good, into a year yet, but
1: yeah. Awesome. So you said, uh, you went from solar to, to, to water treatment. What inspired you to make that move? Why'd you even start the water treatment company while you were selling solar? I mean, that that's a full-time well, <laughs> position in itself, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I started in water actually. So when I got the Navy, okay. Um, I was working with NCIS doing executive protection at the Pentagon and I got out right during COVID. So the, no one was hiring and a buddy of mine was in water treatment and he's like, Hey man, I know you're looking for work while you wait for the government to open up. And cause that was my whole plan. I was just gonna go back to the federal government. Um, he's like, Hey dude, just do this for a little bit. Like, it's pretty cool. I know you're into fitness and health. Like this is right up your alley. So I, uh, went and worked at a, a water treatment company called orbit. And within my second month I made $25,000 of like commission. And I was like, well, I'm not, this is amazing. <laughs> like, This is this is awesome. Like I remember I texted- best
1: month in the military before that. What's that? What was your best month in the military before that?
0: I, I don't know. Like you make 20, 29.80 every two weeks. So what, what is that? <laughs> Five grand a month. Yeah. I remember that month I made 12 K in one week. And I remember texting my manager at the time. I was like, is this legal what we're doing? Like this doesn't, seem right It feels like we're selling drugs <laughs> it was it was crazy and i was 20 let's see i'm 31 now i was probably 27 at that point somewhere around there 26 27 and i almost felt so pissed at myself that i never discovered sales beforehand i mean i've always looked at sales i think how most people look at sales is like oh it's just it's you know for people that have nothing else to do it's a uh, dumb people education it's like right. you had to do it which uh, to be fair, that a lot of people look at the military the same way. So yeah,
1: kind of, yeah, yeah, it's uh, of, it's universal there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I just was flabbergasted by the amount of money that could be made. And I didn't realize that my performance wasn't normal for the industry at that time. I just thought that was what everybody was doing. But apparently I was the top guy on the entire, the entire
1: nation at that point for, for, for those sales numbers, um, which well, ended up getting, I could, if I could pause you for a second, I talk about this a lot on my show. Like yeah, the special operators, um, you know, high level military guys that, that that come from the military, you know, and 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 I talked about this Robert Frederick. So he was a, mm-hmm. a a navy swift boat operator, right? Oh, nice. And and he was just talking, and he was saying the same thing. It's like, you know, I'm I'm crushing it in my business, and he's in business development for a software company, right. and he's like, to me, it's just what we do. You know, right. they gave me the metrics to hit every day. I went out yep. and hit those metrics. You know what I mean? And now I'm number one. But like, they're all asking all the salespeople under me are asking, "What's my secret sauce? And what's so special? And you know, what am I doing?" And it's like, I'm just, I'm just following orders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I I just run the play, <clears throat> you know. But th- there's such an asset in in veterans that uh, have a long history of doing this in the military because if you have a well-structured program, a sales program for them to step into, they can go out and execute no problem because Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not emotional for them. And so much of uh, sales, like natural, natural born salespeople are emotional, you know what I'm saying? So continue.
0: No, I think it's a good point. I think the one thing the military teaches you above everything that helps you crush it in like a sales environment is a lot of sales is, of repetitive and it gets pretty boring and almost mind-numbing to a point where you have to you know you have to you have to have a follow-up cadence you have to have uh, a process you know every time you go into a home to try to make every sale the same you know you have to continue to reach out to people you have to do all these things that get kind of monotonous or you know for my example you have to drive sometimes really far and to get the best opportunity sometimes you have to drive three hours sometimes it's one hour sometimes it's 45 minutes and i think especially when you're in the navy or any military branch i can only speak for the navy you do a lot of dumb shit <laughs> that is, I mean, <laughs> that you're just like, I hate this, but you have to do it because you're yeah. in it. You're, there's nothing else you're you have to get it. Done. So I think when you can make a ton of money and all you have to do is stop like some mind numbing work, that's fine. And then yeah. the high that you get from closing deals really outweighs that. And once you, and what most people don't do, you know, if, if you look at like the success, the, the arc of success, most people, they stop right here trying to get up. Because they hit this, uh, like this barrier of like, oh, I need to try to get here, but all this, all this hard work, hard work. And one thing that I learned is if you front load your work, like if you work just balls to the wall, like eighteen hour days for three months, and this is actually in the book. But if you work as hard as you can for three months you'll build up so much social currency. You will blow past everybody else. Yeah. And then you don't even have to work that hard for the rest of the time there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And a mm-hmm. lot of people just don't, they put in a little bit of work and so they're always stuck. But if you can just put in like the first three months, just do an insane amount of work, then the rest of the year is easy. You'll get promoted. You'll get put into management, which will yeah. make you get overrides. And yeah, that's kind of my journey. I got, and then from that I got headhunted to do the solar thing, but that's how I got into solar from that.
1: Yeah. So like you put in that 90 days of just intense work and and you compress the learning curve too it sounds like you right. know, normally would, would have taken somebody that was working an eight hour day you know twice as much time to learn you learned in half the time so you compress yeah. the 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 learning curve there big time no that's massive yeah. so you, you mentioned your book and I, yeah. and I love i love the title and i, and I want to hear more about it bushido is the title of your new book yeah
0: yeah uh basically the ancient code for modern success is the sub headline to that and I think like I was talking to you before we started the podcast, one of the things that was hard for me getting out of the Navy is when I went to the sales, just people and working in the civilian sector had no, I guess, no code to live by. I'm not saying you have to be like a Buddhist or like a monk or anything, but like people mm-hmm. just were, had no structure to their life. They had no North star on how they lived their lives. And so I knew after the success at water and then after the, the success I had building the solar company, I was like, okay, there's something that I'm doing because people started coming to me and asking me like, well, Justin, like, how do you, how are you getting these numbers? How are you doing these things? And I was like, well, I don't know. I just live my life a certain way. And I wanted to write a book about it, just not even to get popular. I just, I feel like it's one of the few ways you can really leave an impact after you're gone is through books. Yeah. Like if you write a really good book, it could impact a lot of people for a long time and so i was like well i want to at least try to do that but i didn't know what to write about and i didn't know how to also write about my i guess not how i live but like my values and what's made me successful from the military in a way that didn't sound self-indulgent or braggadocious right, right, yeah um, and i've always loved japanese culture i've always been assessed with the samurai in particular because if you took if you look at history and you look at just like the most disciplined uh, like the individuals that just are um, like you look at it, like these people just took it to the extreme it was a samurai like they they were about family country and perfection like they would spend hours on one singular task and just become the best at that singular task and to me i've always admired that it's something that i every day that's kind of how i want to be and it's mm-hmm. definitely not where i'm at yet but i want to have that kind of drive and so i was looking up the code of bushido and a lot of the the principles in that code relate to kind of what I wanted to talk about. So I initially was using it as like a template to write the book. But then I was like, oh, this mirrors too well. So basically what I did is I took the eight code, the eight tenets of Bushido and modernized it for business leaders and salespeople to use yeah. every single day. That's it. That's the book.
1: That's and- awesome, man. You yeah, know, and you, I pull,
0: I pulled for some experiences like real life experiences and you know, I try yeah. to make it and I'm still and to be fair, um, I was done with the book last year, but after reading Alex Hermossey's books and listening to him talk about his book writing process, I've actually gone back uh, and I pulled it from publishing because I'm like, wait a minute, I can probably make this better. I, yeah. so it's still a work in progress technically now, just re- trying to refine it and make it the best for for the audience.
1: One of the things you said was that the samurai work diligently on a singular task until it's completely mastered. And you know, they're one of the best in the world at it. Right. Yeah. And you know, it, it kind of struck a chord with me because I was listening to uh, the Huberman labs podcast this morning and David Goggins was on. Nice. And he's talking about like how basically how dumb he is, how ill-equipped he is to do what he does. But because of his samurai like, and, and he, he didn't say samurai. I'm saying that now. His samurai yeah. like <laughs> diligence in learning how to accomplish these tasks. So he was talking about he's studying right now as a paramedic. So he's basically, you know, studying three to four hours a day about the human body and about David Goggins. Yes. And so he's, he, he, he's working as a paramedic right now in Canada. And it's like, you're David Goggins. Why do you have a job? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's. it's this 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 man is wild. He, I mean, this is the yeah. only the second podcast he's done this year. So yeah. it kind of it, it, you can kind of reverse engineer how he actually has a lot of time because he's very selective about, you know, the, the public stuff he does. But he was saying because of because of the way his brain learns, he has to literally photographically memorize pages of these medical journals that he's reading. Mm-hmm. And so he he will spend an entire day on one page. They'll spend uh, two hours on learning how to pronounce a prescription drug. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 I think what you're saying is so lost among you know our Western civilization because we don't spend that much time on anything. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, we, don't. we learn the 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 high level of something. You know, mm-hmm. we really have software. It's called Go High Level for that reason. <laughs> we learn the high yeah. level of something, and then and then we're like the experts in it all of a sudden. You know which is 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 dangerous in itself the only thing i call myself an expert in is building sales teams because i did it for 13 years you know right but yeah. so many other people call themselves experts in all these other things and they haven't even spent four hours on them like goggins would on that single page of that medical journal you know
0: a, th- a thousand percent no you're, you're spot on i think especially with social media everyone is trying to just become like that millionaire in 90 days mm-hmm. that's just and sure, maybe you can become a, a millionaire in 90 days, but is that really the goal? I mean, okay, you make your million, then what? Yeah. Right? I mean, I think the biggest thing is, I don't think, he said, well, David Goggins, why are you still working? I don't, I think that that's also the the misconception is it's not about yeah. how soon can you stop working? It's how soon can you put yourself into positions where you can love the work you do? And I think that's the ultimate hack because I I know for me, I never want to stop working. I just want to level up what I'm doing. I mean, I went from, you know, the military to getting into sales from sales into management for management. Mm-hmm. I got headhunted to help build a startup, which gave me insight on how to run a business. So the there, when I scaled this guy's business, I was like, holy shit, I made him a ton of money. Yeah. I should probably do it myself. So now, you know, I think that's, I think in life, as long as you're growing and you're putting yourself in, in, in better positions to succeed and challenging yourself, like you're going to go much further, but to your, your point, you have to, focus on that one thing like you can't you can't be scatterbrained. like oh i'm gonna do all these different things like i'm gonna do drop shipping i'm gonna do like in sales you've probably seen it yeah. i see it so much with like sales guys They're like oh i'm gonna go do solar because there's so much money in solar oh there's no money in solar anymore i'm gonna go do water treatment oh i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna go do i'm not uh water's hard i'm gonna go do roofing oh man my guys you know what sales sucks you know the real estate game is where it's at. i'm gonna go do real yes. estate and it's like all these cryptocurrency <laughs> right i'm gonna be a day trader now yeah Ah, uh, OnlyFans. Yeah, I'm not that cute, but let me give it a shot. <laughs> <It's>,
1: <laughs> you never know. Oh it's, man,
0: it's, it's crazy. But like, you can make money anywhere. You know, it just if you just gotta get really, 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 really good at it. And as long as you look at the industry you're in, and it's it's a big industry, then that means you can grow in it. I think you know, water's a multi-billion-dollar industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, solar's also huge. I mean, think about these guys on roofing make million dollars a year. There's guys in solar that makes a million dollars a year and there's people in the same industries that make 30, 40 grand a year. So I think you just have to find a, what, find a product you actually care about and that you
1: can sell for a long time and you'll be good. I couldn't agree more. So, uh, you know, one of the questions I was asking originally was why the jump, you know, obviously water treatment to solar, I can kind of understand that already. It's like, Hey, there's another opportunity, more commission. This is a brand new industry. Want to get in early. Right. But the jump. Back to water treatment. Obviously, ownership was a big part of that. But mm. were there any other factors in there?
0: Yeah, I don't really believe in solar that much, to be honest. Really? Um, okay. I don't I don't believe in solar that much. Um, so the only reason I did it, it wasn't even for the job. I loved water. I had it in my house. I thought it was the best thing ever. But I was crushing it. And I wanted to go further than the company was basically allowing me to. So a family friend of mine was helping build up a startup. And he had mm-hmm. been in solar for a long time. So he's like, Hey man, you know, you know, sales, like, sorry, ah, my phone's going off. Um, he's like, Hey man, you, you've been crushing it in, in sales up in water. How would you like to maybe try solar? And I was like, Hey man, I can sell anything. Let's do it. But I was like, listen, I'm not coming over to be a sales guy. It's like, I want to build an office. So the yeah. agreement was I would help build an office and then that turned into more. But throughout having solar, I had it on my house. I saw how the sales cycle worked. I also saw how like, uh, and maybe again, maybe it's just the way my organization was ran. Um, yeah. It wasn't ran the best. Uh, a lot of, a lot of customers got screwed over. Um, I saw how a lot of sales got pushed when really, you know, they're getting 67% offset in their home and it's not that great of investment. And then, right. I don't know. It's just, I wasn't, and even the product itself, like it makes sense. Okay, you get you have a bill swap, and if you're in the home for a long time, sure, get solar, and you get the tax credit, which is nice. Um, with interest rates now, it's a little bit tougher to sell, obviously, but you know, it's still I think has long term benefits. But when I talk about like being passionate about a product, I never woke up like, oh man, I love solar, I can't wait to like the commission checks were great, but I just didn't. I mean, I had it on my house; it made it harder for my house to sell, and it just didn't. It didn't. My I didn't have like a lot of raving fans either. When I sold these products, I never had clients messaging me like oh my gosh thank you so much for giving me a lower bill <laughs> but yeah. with water treatment i had a lady call, call me crying one time because her daughter had psoriasis like in, like the worst i've ever seen um, they're spending thousands on medical treatments and mm. within three months the system i sold her completely got rid of it and that felt good outside of just making yeah. money um and so when i went to start a business i was like i gotta do something that i can do for a long time that I'm passionate about that has good margins that I can scale and that I just know I can, I, I, I actually enjoy doing, I didn't want to chase the money, the new solar yeah, And it could be, you know, the, 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 sales ticket is higher, but the yeah. margins are also a lot worse. And yeah, it's, it, you know, the whole thing around that. And I just, I just knew water is a growing industry. It's going to be there for a long time. I think even looking long-term, you look at the kids these days, they're becoming more health conscious so as they become homeowners they're going to be more likely to want to buy water treatment
1: mm-hmm. the
0: industry is old in the fact that the only big players that make any good content is Culligan, and their systems yeah. suck their business models outdated and no one's trying to brand themselves in water treatment i am yeah. so i know in the next five years or 10 years, maybe if I brand myself as the water guy and my company is like the cool kid, like black rifle coffee company, that's, I guess like, like, that's kind of how I'm trying to go after. Like if I can be the black rifle version in water treatment, then when all these kids become homeowners, they're going to grow up with me being, Oh, I want him. That's the cool water company. That's the one that, you know, the veteran owned Um, is service disabled. I'm hundred percent disabled to the VA. So that mm helps government, like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it just, I think it'll resonate a lot more. And with that, I have my own branded tanks coming out in January or this January now. So by the end of the month, I'll have my own branded tanks coming out, um, which means I won't be commoditized anymore. So you can't like look up my products online and say, Oh, there's a price discrepancy here. I can charge a premium for the brand. Yeah. And I, which with the, with the same cost, you know, with the same cost of materials, I can quadruple the amount I sell it for. And because I'll have a brand. And yeah. I'll be able to, and because I'll, and because I'm offering more, the customer experience will be better. I can offer more giveaways. I can give more like swag yeah. out. Like I can really get people bought in. And I think that's, like that's a long term.
1: Yeah. No, right. It's massive.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's yeah. the goal. That's, that's the, that's the 10 year, <laughs> five, 10 year goal. And yeah. then eventually I'd like to exit from that and do more like sales, coaching, consulting. Um, and then really, I would love to just have a, a brand that I could, you know, just have as like my brand. my personal brand. Yeah. That yeah. I could just have, um, cause I have a lot of other things I'm really interested in that I'd love to like get out there mm-hmm. and I would love the opportunity to, you know, speak to people, you know, help build other companies, help other people be successful. Cause when, I saw that on the micro scale building sales teams and it's really mm-hmm. cool to watch people go from making like no money to then having life changing months and you have an impact on that is really cool. So. And I'd like to be able to do that at a scale to where I'm not overcharging. So I still like yeah. making money. So um, yeah. that's 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 the end goal. I'd like to kind of get to that point.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm going to unpack some of this stuff here. But the first thing I'll say is, you know, whenever whenever you start investing heavily into the consulting side, let me know. Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan I'm of Abundance Mindset, you know, yeah. and uh, Mike Bauer in our group, he's getting into consulting now. I'm that's literally... Awesome building a CRM for him because I'm just snapshotting the one that I have. So nice. Like, we're, we're running some plays together and stuff like that. He's involved in my group and I'm, we're constantly supporting each other. What, and what CRM a, are you using? I'm using go high level, go yeah, high level. The okay. Easier, the better. I know there's yeah. better CRMs out there. I understand. <laughs> I no, don't want to get into a CRM debate, but no, uh, I'm, just, I'm just curious. Uh, I don't yeah, think yeah, I, yeah, I, sure.
0: I'm in the, I'm in the same vein. I don't think it matters. I think as long as it works, yeah. if you're, you're, if you're, yeah. you're
1: executing, right? um yeah. but anyways uh yeah I, I, I i'd love to be uh, uh involved and support you there 100 so going back to solar you know so yeah. many of the things you said are so true and what i realized about solar as a product and this was after i exited the the, the solar game just like yourself mm-hmm. um because I, I exited for a very different reason me and my partner did not agree on how much we should be paying ourselves and i wanted to pay them less wanted to invest more in the epc and as mm-hmm. we see now a lot of epcs are going bankrupt a lot of epcs mm-hmm. are going out of business and yep. it's because this the sales orgs uh were charging too much for customer right. acquisition the bo- the right. bottom line they had all the they had all the power the epcs thought they did you know yeah and now you know there's just right and left epcs going down uh this year it's been a tough year for for solar in general but people oh, yeah. are realizing. Like, Hey, I have to be a business owner, not just a sales leader, you know? Yes. And so now I'm going to have to invest in my EPC. I'm going to have to invest in my relationship with them, or I'm going to have mm-hmm. to start my own and have, you know, a couple hundred grand in capital in order to get that off the ground, you know, right. as well as credit and all the other things. Welcome to business ownership, you know?
0: So. Yeah. Well, or with solar with, you know, after all those, after pink energy went down and all these other companies yeah. went down, you know, M1 funding goes away, then M2 funding goes away. So now you sell a solar, if you don't have a good installer. You're three yeah. months paying commissions, and everything else, you don't even see anything come back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta be diligent, you gotta be prudent on that. But to to from the customer standpoint, what you're saying is is very true across the board. Mm-hmm. And I think uh solar mm-hmm. is only good when the the customer is a prudent investor. Right. And they are okay with making, you know, on their investments, they're okay with making eight percent a year. They don't need the 20%, right. the 30% home run typically that same buyer profile is going to be the same as the one that's going to buy solar. He's right. got forever homes. Maybe he's even making money off the energy in the homes, you know,
0: right. and
1: um, this is somebody that needs that tax break, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so I, I agree with you that in that aspect, I'm not of the mindset that solar is for everybody because mm-hmm. everybody doesn't have the financial discipline to actually execute on solar, you know? Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, the, the real estate industry is so far behind, on transitioning the panels from one owner to them to the other it is yep. a pain in the ass and, but but here's the problem is 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 our our sales orgs are not selling it that way they're selling it yeah. like it's for everybody like it's a product from walmart you know like, like it's a jug of milk or something that everybody should have and why don't you have it you know mm-hmm. it just and that's the way it's being represented and um i again same thing when i looked back i was like it really isn't for everybody you know yeah and uh, it was hard for me to see that when I was selling it, you know, because you see dollar signs and everything else. Right. But it doesn't take long. It doesn't take mm-hmm. long to realize, hey, this business isn't for me, for one. And then the product isn't isn't necessarily for everybody. Um, That being said, I have clients that are in solar, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so oh, yeah. Oh. I, I, They know how I feel about it. You know what I mean? And I make sure that when I build out their sales programs, that it, you know, that filtering process is in there. That yeah. They understand the tax implications. They understand that this is a, a long-term or ROI. And then more importantly, they sell it so that they can get an ROI in the first month. You can save 20 bucks mm-hmm. on land electric bill in the first month. You can do that. Then yep. you're in yep. you're in great shape. But you got to have the roof space. You got to have the energy efficiency behind that, you know. Yeah. And so there's so I, much I, more than just the panels on the roof. And also, like, I mean, you have to know what your pain
0: threshold is for sales. I think for me, mm-hmm. I like to sell something where it's not super market dependent. I, and I guess this comes from my day trading background. I like to, yeah. if if the market's involved, I tried. I, I'm a little bit more scared of it, and with solar especially, it's so heavily dependent on on interest rates. Yeah. Because, you know, back when I was selling solar, I think I got in at the golden era. So the fa- the amount of money I made there, I don't think is I shouldn't even talk about because I was selling at a zero point nine nine percent APR. Like yeah. at that point, yeah. everyone should have solar. Like that's yeah. literally getting that's free money. And yeah. but now I and I I've been
1: out Six, of the game seven eight seven eight percent more yeah
0: no like you like it actually makes more sense to stick with your energy cool. provider and then in the and then term. the
1: dealer fees like we we're, we're gonna go down a rabbit hole yeah. let's talk about you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dealer hey. fees just out of control man oh okay, I know so <laughs> if uh where where should we look for your book that's coming out because I'm kind of excited about that I want to read that when it comes out
0: yeah I mean so. When it finally does come out, uh, yeah, I don't, you know what I I was going to say by, by March would be coming out, but again, I, I I'm at the, I'm of the mindset that I would rather just keep pushing it out until it's, it is the best it could possibly be. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going through it right now for, I think it's going to be my fourth draft of it. And then I'll send it Mm -hmm. out to my, my editor one last time to maybe push it out, Mm -hmm. but it'll be everywhere. I'll put it on Amazon for as cheap as it amazon will let me sell it for um i'm mm-hmm. just gonna try and get it out there uh i'll have it i'm gonna record uh i'm gonna read the book myself so i'll put it on my podcast on spotify i'll put it on audible um nice i'll, I'll have some physical copies out that'll be on the website um on the, mm-hmm. on, the, on the on the syndicate website so it'll be it'll be out there it just yeah i want to make it i want to make it the best i want to i want to write it one time and i want to have an impact so
1: mm-hmm. Do you, I, you plan I, on I,
0: writing more books after that i do yeah of course Um, okay well
1: i I would say if you plan on writing more books after this you know this isn't your one and done you know what i mean i would say that every day that you don't put this book out there's at least one or two people that aren't being impacted by it you know what i'm saying and so just kind of do that math over time you know
0: yeah yeah i think the i think the delta changes though if i write a terrible book or a, an okay book, then those two or five people that would get impacted, I think they'll be impacted no matter what. I don't I think there's not a surplus of books out there. I want mine to stand out and yeah. what I would like is have those two to five people and set like if I, it's a, if it's an okay book, they may read it and they may share it to a couple of people. I would like to have 10 people read it and they share it to 100 people and have it grow and get my mm-hmm. message out there more. And I think that's just going to take time. Um but yeah, I'm hoping to have it out by mid of this year. It's mm-hmm. like my my goal, but i've i don't know when i when i listened to how alex Ramosi did his offers and leads books and mm. how he wanted to put it out before it was done and i don't know if you've read those books but they've had a profound impact on me and just the way he approaches business and so i was like okay i and i knew i was rushing i mean i i put a goal to myself because i like having you know constraints yeah. to, get, to get the book out by december so when i i finished writing it the first draft by october And I had it to publishers and I got it published. Well, I had like an editor that got it to like say, hey, we'll publish this. This looks good. But then I I, once I took a month away from it, two months away from it, I went back to it. I was like, wait a minute, I could make this way better. I could, you know, make these stories a little bit more concise. I could add some more elements that will make this point sound better. I could reorganize Mm -hmm. the way I have certain things written. So I'm going through my first, my fourth re-edit right now. Um, I think this will be the last one and then I'll get it out there to everybody else
1: fantastic yeah I think uh if this if this episode is any indication that the way it is right now and the way it's going to be after you revise it a few more times it's going to be fantastic so I'm excited about it coming out brother okay so you're not just doing the book that's not your only project that you've got going on right now no. you're 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 putting together a course as well and yeah. uh to, to start off you told me it has 132 videos already in it
0: yeah it's done so it's in the editing phase right now so that took Mm -hmm. me a year and six months to do so i started recording it i started doing the first episodes uh towards the end of 2022 ish and Mm then went really hard on 2023 um and then me and my videographer we just spent you know we'd come in almost every couple days a week um for about 12 months and we just record content shoot content um so it was. A, I had the, the outline of the course written out, and it took took me about a year. And so now he's been editing it for the last month and a half. Um, it should be done this month. Um, so the, the the plan is to start rolling it out this month. I'll put out um, a, a a big portion of it out for free um, mm-hmm. for people to to use to try to you know if you're in sales and you want you're not making at least 10k a month, this will get you presumably to 10 to 20. Is is the goal of yeah. the the first half? Give that out for free. So if people make 10 to 20k a month. They can then invest in the full course. Um, mm-hmm. and I'll also be putting a lot of it out for free on YouTube and Instagram and things like that to to help to help people that don't have the resources to invest. Um I think the where I'm gonna get the value proposition on this course is I'm gonna put a lot of it out for free. And on the sales side, I will offer more access to me directly is how yeah. I have the pricing. So, um, I'll have like the standard pricing of the course, uh, not quite sure I'm going to price it out yet. I mean, it's a, it's a behemoth, so I do want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm compensated for it, but we'll, we'll see. I think people get more value if I could, you know, sell it, uh, sell it a higher ticket for ha- having access to me and like my team. I think that's yeah. going to be a little bit more, um. More practical, and like I said, I have a more long-term vision. I want to really grow my brand. So if I if I give enough of it out for free, I think the the social currency I'll earn from that will help grow my brand a lot faster. Which realistically, Mm -hmm. I would I would rather have that than the money. Um, I much more want want to have an impact, and more than I want to have the paycheck. So
1: that's that's a solid. It's not even a strategy. It's just an instinct, you know. Yeah. And and I I started the same way when I when I joined uh, Apex Executives. It was very much like oh, hey, these guys need my help. Like I I had the imposter syndrome. I was like, yeah. these guys are all like net worth multimillionaires. Right. And here yep. I am with my little seven figure business, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and trying to like hang out with these guys or whatever. But then they're all coming to me, asking me sales team questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. How to recruit, how to train, how to onboard to, to build them, how to structure them, all that good stuff. And I was like, man, these guys need something. Right. Right. And so I put together the structure that I did uh for consulting and everything and i just started like giving it to as many people as i could and like you said for two years i did nothing but build social currency you
0: mm-hmm. know did
1: connection calls did the, did the podcast did all that stuff and mm-hmm. then when i decided i was done with my sales of work and i went full-time consulting it was like boom everybody was on board and you know got the best clients to start out with amazing clients oh, yeah. and and it was because like you like you said build that social currency the intention of the course initially and the intention of the book initially is to make an impact. You're not exactly. sitting, you're not seeing dollar signs on the other side of it. Like so many of these, I guess um, influencers do they start with the end dollar signs in mind. It, from everything that I'm hearing that you're talking about, you started with the impact in mind and are still, yeah. as you're building it and along the way and executing it, it's, it's all about the impact. And it's, it's amazing to hear someone investing so much in the book and the course uh and so much time you know and then and then mm-hmm. uh being so meticulous about it and it, and it doesn't i mean I, granted there's an ascension that's going to happen right they're going to read the book mm-hmm. and they're going to want to work with you one-on-one i hope so yeah there's gonna be <laughs> <I> a sale <laughs> i i, yeah. I, I, I
0: but, hope people want to work with me after or they hopefully it doesn't No, <laughs>
1: you, you can tell like the the most of your thoughts are going to the impact the the actual content is going to have you know right and, um, as far as the 132 videos, you literally put every one of those out for free between YouTube podcast, mm-hmm. you know, uh, S uh, blogs, whatever the case is, they're going to mm-hmm. pay to put them all together, <laughs> right. put them in a nice organized structure. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so that's exactly, I mean, all my stuff is out there for free one way or right. another. Actually, if you go through the labels on my episodes, you could put together my course essentially, Nice. you know, that's great. And So, um, so that's why, like when when i do put it out i put it out with templates and, and some extras mm-hmm. and stuff so you know even if you were to put it together organically you still want to get the course so you can have the templates and everything but anyways uh it is it's for impact you know because i yeah maybe sold two or three courses i have not pushed it you know i've been consulting so i i don't really push the course a whole lot i don't place ads on it or anything but i do yeah. when someone like i meet another entrepreneur and they're just like they're in their early stages and mm-hmm. sure as hell, I send them that link for free <laughs> you know Yeah, help them out, you know? Yeah, I I feel like if you
0: want to make an impact, you got to be impactful. And I think, yeah. and I, I'm guilty of this too, of wanting to skip the line a little bit. You know, a lot of us will see someone that really inspires us in one way or another that we look up to, and mm-hmm. we want to have that same impact that that person had on us. But the reality is that person did something that resonated with us that made us want to follow them. And the truth is a lot of us haven't done shit to earn that level of influence and impact. So doing real. the way I look at it is this course and the book are my first steps into showing why I, why I hope to earn the goodwill of people to actually listen to me. Cause you know, there's a lot of sales guys that make a lot of money. I've done that. There's a lot of people that have been in the military. So how do you, how do you provide more value to people and more because of all the information that's out there? I think the game has changed and the ones that'll go the furthest are the ones that'll give the most and not only give the most, but give the most of actual good value that is actionable, that helps people get results. And if you can do that, you're always, you'll never need anything ever again. From, you know, just for people want for you to come speak would mm-hmm. be enough. I mean, I think, I think it was, um, I went to the, uh, the Andy Elliott conference with, um, the, him hey, and yeah, with him and Stuman. and Stuman yeah. said he was one of the first guys to bring out David Goggins to talk. I think he said he paid him like a hundred or 200 grand, which yeah. goes to show, I mean, David Goggins was obviously a social media influencer. I'm sure, I'm sure when he started, he didn't think some guy named Ryan Stuman was going to pay him 200 grand to speak to his team. Yeah but that's that's where you can get to and you know one of one of my heroes in business is definitely like alex or and gary vaynerchuk those are the two people i look i've I, st- I grew up with you know gary vaynerchuk in the military when i was doing music like i followed him for like social media content yeah and then you, you know how alex has done business i think he's a good example of like he made his money in business yeah so obviously he doesn't need to make money on anything else so you, you're, you're going to want to listen to him and I want to have that same impact of like, okay, I built these businesses, not to that scale obviously, but I've, I've grown some sales teams like crazy. Like I'm sure you said you have as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I would like, I want to put out the content that you can use because then you're like, oh, this works. So then when I actually go for a bigger ask or, you know, if I have a huge influence or a huge network, like my, I, I I always love to be an entertainer. I mean, I did, I, I made music for 12 years. That's something I want to get back into, uh, played music festivals in Ibiza. It's actually how I met my wife, funny enough. Um, and I think part of that is I, I really want to be able to train people at mass scale. I, I one, I think it's fun, <laughs> but that entertainment value of being able to be in front of a large amount of people and, and train them and to get people excited and energized that, that, that fuels me. So I'm like, how do I get to that? Well, I got to provide enough value for people that want to have me out there and, and listen to me. So, but I don't no, think I so. I, long-winded answers. I think too many people will skip the, you you have to do shit step.
1: <laughs> That's real, man. That's real. Yeah. That's definitely a clip for the 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 reels that we put out later, too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. all right. So, you know, we've we've gotten into a lot of the process of what you're building, you know. Sure. And maybe um as part of that, you know, content that you're gonna put out there for everybody to kind of grab, what do you feel like salespeople that aren't at 10K right now, what are they mm-hmm. missing? In their arsenal, why why aren't they able to 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 break that monthly mark?
0: They're probably just not working, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. It it could be two things. I think number one, they're probably not doing enough volume. And I'll speak specifically on a door to door style business, mm-hmm. um, or even a cold call. Doesn't matter. I, I I I honestly think if you were to do door to door or cold or cold calling, if you knocked a hundred thousand doors and you sucked at everything else, but you knock a hundred thousand doors. If you get 3% of those to, to sit down and close, that'd be 300 deals. Okay. 300 deals on a solar commission is at least probably 200 K a year. At least I know for mm-hmm. water, 300 deals is about 300 grand for, or no more than that. Mm-hmm. Like 400, 500 grand, 300 deals in a year for one sales rep. Right. So yeah, if you do a hundred thousand door knocks, you're going to make a ton of money. So just do the door knocks is like the simplest thing. <laughs> um, and then outside that, obviously there's the skill component. it. So if you knock a hundred doors, if you suck, you might only get 10 to buy, but if you knock a hundred doors every single day, you're going to get better. And then naturally you're, you're going to convert more. So the first thing is just be able to do the volume. Like if you, you can have an ultimate skill, but like going through trainings and me teaching you, it doesn't really matter if you can't do the volume first. So my okay. biggest thing is learn how to do the, the boring work that no one wants to do. Do the volume. Make it so like the volume that you're doing is is, is like find whatever the top guy is doing and double and triple the volume. Just figure out a way yep. to do it. I have a, a 90-day sales guide that I'll give anybody out for free. It's it's, a, it's, the, it's the guide that I give my team for them to make 40 to 50K a month within 90 days. It's a very, it's a very simple guide. It's watch these YouTube videos, and go knock 100 doors and then it, it scales up to like two thousand doors <laughs> it gets crazy um, yeah and when you get to the very end i have a hell, i have a thing called hell week uh which i stole from buds obviously uh yeah. but it's the hell week where it's like you have to knock two thousand doors sit like a, i think it's like a hundred a point it's something insane like literally you have to work like 19 hours every single day for seven days if you actually want to hit the metrics and yeah. i i'll go out with the guy and record it we'll, we'll have fun with it and it's mm-hmm. funny because Whenever someone sees that, like, this is impossible. I'm like, well, let's go do it. And the reality is it kind of is an impossible task, which is what it's designed to yeah. be. Like no one's actually designed to hit it. But what is funny is the people that actually commit to try to hit those metrics, it pushes them so far past their comfort zone to what they thought was possible. They'll get to like a thousand some doors a lot of times. And then when mm-hmm. they go back to their normal rhythms after the ninety days, first off, that one week, they made more money than they ever had before. But right. then when they go back to their regular rhythm, a hundred doors isn't the standard anymore. It's like 400, 300 a day yeah. to, you know, they their standard changes. And, but just through that process, you're going to get so much better because, you know, when I first got into sales, I didn't go to any courses. I just watched YouTube videos. I didn't have a trainer. <laughs> so I got better by doing. And I think a lot of people want like that secret hack of like, oh, if I go to this seminar, I'll learn how to close more deals or whatever. But the truth is the person training you, all they did is they watched the same material you have, but they did it a thousand times more than you and yeah. all their all the and I truly believe this I might be wrong but I believe sales trainers motivational speakers the only thing I believe they have is a way to dilute the information that they've learned down into a way that's digestible that can help you yep. speed up your process hundred percent but that process doesn't even start unless you do volume so that's it if yep. you're not making ten K a month, if I yeah. looked at your calendar, I would bet my life. You're just not doing the volume. Now, if you are, if you're like the rare exception and you are doing a thousand doors a week and you are, and let's say you're in solar or any industry, you're doing mm-hmm. a thousand doors a week, a thousand cold calls a week, and you're not progressing. Well, then we have need to have a, a good, a, a really hard look at what are your communication skills, how do you handle objections and like get into the actual nitty gritty techniques of it, try mm-hmm. to build you up around that. Um, and and then at that point you should dramatically improve. If you just can't figure out core communication skills and you're doing the volume, then that's also where you might need to have a tough conversation of maybe this just isn't the industry for you. If you can't learn the communication skills.
1: I think that's like less than 1% that is actually doing the work. A (laughs) hundred percent. It's so small. It's it's barely worth talking about. Yeah. I mean, You've seen it, right? You've, you've yeah, built, you, yeah. You give them that one percent. Oh, I'm the one percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm that. Yeah. No, you just didn't work. You know, no. and, and and my guys would get so frustrated. My managers even sometimes, even my regionals would come to me with these sob stories and stuff, and I would yeah. look them straight in the face and say, "He's not working." How do you know? Yeah. You're not out there with, you know, like they would always ask me these questions. How do you know you're not out there? How do you know? And I said, mm-hmm. "Well, look at the look at look at the app. Look at the sales rabbit. Look at the turf sheet. Yep. Look at the." um you know the appointment set you know at, yep. at some point that some metric along the way is going to tell you that they're full of shit that they're not working yeah. a full day <laughs> you
0: know well, because here's the thing like i'm dude when i did solar i'll use it because that's like the main industry i did door to door in yeah. i wasn't smarter than anybody else Like, i don't have i didn't have any crazy skill and same thing that organization didn't have any crazy training program i just was like i gotta figure this out and so i just knocked an, a stupid amount of doors like i'll i would get mm-hmm. up at 9 a.m I wouldn't be off the door till 10 PM. I, I mean, right. I was doing stupid hours. And so, but I got to the point where even though I had terrible skill because I put in the hours, I mm-hmm. would get at least two or three appointments a day. At yeah. least it didn't matter. Cause it just, it's just a numbers game. There's going to be someone that wants to hear from you. And then eventually I got to the point where I could do that same number of appointments in an hour. So I improved mm-hmm. the skill and that's what happens. But yeah. yeah, like when you, when you're as a manager and a leader, and this is why, again, clip this, As a manager and a leader, if you are going to lead the team, you have to lead and be the example past what anyone else in that organization will do, because you actually have to know where the limit is to push your team to, but you can't know what that is if you haven't done it yourself. And that's what I think pisses me off the most about any organization is you have leaders and managers that just want to get in that position so they don't have to do the shitty work anymore. Like they don't have to knock the door. Like now if you're in solar and you're a leader, you should know that in your head, you need to knock more than everybody else. Um, And obviously you'll get to a point where you don't have the time to do that. But I would always make it when I, even when I was was the sales director, I made it a point that at least once a month out of the year, I would just, I would just go out there to show everyone else that I could still smoke them because sometimes they're going to look at you and be like, ah, I don't know about this guy. You need to show them why you're you're, where you are, where you are. And in sales, Mm -hmm. I love sales. Cause like the military, it is a competitive, like you get some pretty yeah. crazy a type personalities. You got to be able to yeah. show them like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the guy. Like I'm let me, that motherfucker. Exa- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Set that yeah. standard. Um, and that'll also, and if you don't do that, then you, you can't do what you just said. You can't say he's not working. And a lot of times if that manager's like, how do you know he's not working? I'm like, well, actually you should know this. I got a feeling you probably haven't worked that hard to not know why he's not working. Cause if you, Exactly. The, if you've put in the time, you know, because they are not putting yeah. in the hours. You know what those hours have. And yeah, I just that's my biggest pet peeve. And, and, and sales, like in my organization, like I don't let anyone be a manager if they're not a top producer. And you can lose the spot. Like, I'll let everybody know. Like, I, I only want one percenters leading my teams. And I and I I own my company. I still go out and door knock. And like at the end of the month, I notice, and I'm I am getting I am getting myself out of the sales cycle because you have to do that to scale. Yeah. But I'm super competitive, and at the end of the 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 month this year, I noticed that I was uh, one of my reps was tied with me on sales, even though I'm not running that many appointments. I was like, I yeah, can't let this, yeah. I can't let this guy think he's top dog. So I called <laughs> all of my I called all of my old leads, and I got a deal closed on the 31st just so I could be on the top. Oh, <laughs> just shit, just he must so have I could. <laughs> nah,
1: he's he's good.
0: He's, he's he's one of my top guys. So I found I said say, hey man, I'm still out here. Don't 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 think don't think hey. I'm not on the field. I'll, I'll I close the it, deal man. on
1: New Year's Eve too. You know what I mean? Like i I love just, it, man. You get that dog in you. Man, I I, I I wanna I wanna pull a few things from that. You know, the first yeah. thing is is a hundred percent what you said. How are you going to know the limit if you haven't pushed it yourself? You know, how are you gonna know what they're capable of? The second thing is uh just just real quick outline this challenge for us. Real quick yeah. outline that challenge because I feel or is there somewhere we can go to like
0: um, See the challenge? I don't, I don't this have may the, public, be the new
1: 75 heart of the door to door industry.
0: Yeah. Well, how about this? How about I mean, you have the podcast, I can send it to you. You can link it. Um, okay. So people if, if you want to download it, they can download it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's basically the first week, it goes over, uh you know, the stuff to watch, like train, like sales training videos on YouTube. So it's all mm-hmm. free, uh, free source stuff. And then it has you the know,
1: numbers, the numbers. So it was like 2,000 doors in a week.
0: Yeah, well it scales. So like the first week's like day. the first day, I think the first day, the first week's like hundred doors, and then it's like two, okay. and then then I think it goes up to two hundred doors, then three hundred, then four hundred, then five hundred. Ah. It, it, it it increments up each week, and then there's books you need to read. So there's two books each week. You have two weeks to read a book. So each week each uh each two week block has a read okay. a book you need to read. Uh the How very long first is
1: the total total challenge. 90 days. Okay, fantastic. All right. It's 90, yeah, 90 days, yeah, 90 days. We'll link it in the show notes. And yeah. this is something that I have a client coming up in February that um and I'd have to condense this for that client, but I'm literally gonna go out and be the first person knocking doors for that client. Yeah, and so um I would love to do something like this, like compress it into a week or something like that to where I yeah. can uh, taste it a little bit. Well, what to, I'll do too
0: is I yeah. will
1: I'll I'll create a master. So I do all my
0: business, like my digital office is my Discord. So mm-hmm. what I'll do, I will get all the hyperlinks for all the YouTube videos too, so you can have that. Yeah. on there
1: because yeah that, that's gonna be dude that's that's it's not even a lost leader it's just another piece of impact you know yeah if you put together that that challenge and make it really digestible like you said yeah uh, for everybody to execute on i mean that's that's gonna be huge and yeah. then the the last thing i'll say which i think is the most important thing that you said out of it all if you haven't gotten past 10k it's probably the work you're not putting in and so you shouldn't even go to the conference. You shouldn't even hire the sales trainer or the coach or the course or whatever the case is until you start putting in the numbers in order to justify even that you maybe have a a, a learning curve to, yep. to bridge, you know what I mean? Because you yeah. haven't even seen seen what you're capable of from the reps yet, you know? Yep. And so- Yeah, it's, I, it's I, I,
0: I, yeah, Alex Ramosi has this really good thing he talks about um, in one of his videos where he's like- Everyone looks at, it was talking about the uh like daily habits, of successful people. And it's like, everyone mm-hmm. looks at these multi like millionaires and billionaires and is like, Oh, what do they do per day? Oh, but what, 4 cold
1: plunge and right, else, but what,
0: right. Right. But what they do now isn't what they did when they were growing the business. Exactly. And I think that's the same thing in sales is you don't need to go watch uh Andy Elliott or Grant Cardone or anybody until you've just been in your organization is put in, just put in the labor first. And once, mm-hmm. once you're making 10 K a month, then that's where I think it's like, okay, now I've got at least the core foundational skill of, yeah. I need to, 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 to work out. Or, you know, I have like this, the course, the core meta skill. Now let me build upon that. And then take that 10 K and mm-hmm. give yourself a self-investment budget out of that 10 K. So say if you make 10 K a month. Okay. Let's say 30% of that goes to self-investment training. Now you can actually afford to go to the conference, and yep. because you have at least a, a, a base level skill, you can then actually take something from that conference and utilize it quickly
1: and actually make make, make money from it. Um, and if you can't, like yeah. you said, afford that, you know the first thing you need to be able to afford is the LLC. You know what I'm saying? Right. Probably yeah. And so, like, before you go yeah. and travel and make that trip, open up your LLC so you can at least get the tax benefits. And then mm-hmm. now you're getting 10%, maybe more in tax benefits. So you can afford the, the conference. But again, you're already making 120K a year at that point. You know, now you yeah. can just, yeah. 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it'll give you, a, you'll, you'll feel, man, I can't say that that first 12 grand, and I made 12 grand a week. That's still to this day one of the most amounts of money where I was like, Cause I, at that point I had never seen that kind of dollar amount in my life. So that was yeah. like the first, like, Whoa, this is a, a way to change your life. And I think anybody, anybody who needs money should just join sales. It's the only industry in the world that has an equal playing field where you don't need to be the smartest in the room. You don't need to have a college degree. You just have to work hard and sales does not care. Like it's not racist. It's not sexist. Doesn't care if you're mm-hmm. a guy, if you're a girl, if you're the best and you work hard, or if you're not the best, if you just work hard, you will get paid back. And so, yeah, I I love it. I I never thought I'd be the sales guy, but
1: <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: it changed it changed my life, man. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, I, here's I a, would not here's yeah. a caveat. I'll say to that too, because not even a caveat, but just a additional advice make it in person sales. If if it's in person sales, you are automatically now five percent, a five percenter. Yeah. Because, and and it's going to be so much easier for you to close because look, if you suck at sales in the beginning, what's going to help you is being in person and them having to tell you no to your face or to Mm -hmm. give you the time of day. It's Mm -hmm. so easy not to give you the time of day when you're telemarketing, when you're doing social media, when you're doing, you know, B2B sales, whatever the case is. If you Mm -hmm. want those quick wins, go, you know, uh, a product like water, a product Mm -hmm. like you know, community solar versus rooftop solar, these these lower ticket products that you can go out and get some wins mm-hmm. and get that money that you're talking about that you need. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're rolling and then you can elevate into those higher ticket products and stuff like that if you want to. But yeah. like Justin just showed you guys, sometimes the medium ticket is perfect. <laughs> you know? Yeah,
0: I mean, I was making, within two months, I was making 35, 45K a month in water. I went over to solar. I didn't make anything in solar for like months because I had to learn it. Yeah, uh, and, th- and then I started making like 60, 70 K a month in solar. Yeah. But, but even then, it, it, you know, I look back. Stressful
1: it, ass sales cycle. It oh my gosh. Sales cycle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I was looking at this. I was like, honestly, if I just stayed doing water, I mean, I'm glad I did it. Cause I got to learn more of the <laughs> business side. Cause like, you know, I got <laughs> promoted to the second guy in charge. Um, so yep. I got I to actually run the business, which, which was invaluable. But from a strict money yeah, standpoint, just- if I just stick with water and grew my grew my network, I could have made more because we have the top the top guy after I left. I mean, he he was making like sixty, seventy K a month. So wow. But That's but fantastic. and and I was like just from like referral business. So it doesn't really matter as long as you're as long as the ticket is enough to give you like a thousand dollar commissions, you rock and roll. Like as long as you know you can get to a thousand bucks in commission, you can make life changing money. Uh you just have to be passionate about the project.
1: Hell yeah. All right, last um, question. Yeah, go for it. What, what does legacy mean to you, and what legacy do you want to leave behind?
0: What does legacy? Um, that's a good question. Um, oh, are you still there?
1: Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, I'm just yeah giving was, you the oh the stage.
0: <laughs> oh, I got, got a, I thought I thought it cut out. Um, legacy. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think legacy really matters as much as I used to. Um, I think eventually everyone's going to forget about me anyway. So I think what I would like to do is to leave something that people can come back to and provide value for eternity. And I think the only way to do that is by leaving a book or a course or something tangible that is so good that is, it continues to be reused forever. I think that's the only really way to have a legacy. You um, you look at Dave, like Dale Carnegie, how to win friends, like those kind of those, those core books that yeah. will always be around or like music that will always be around forever. That mm-hmm. to me, it's legacy is leaving something that will make someone better forever. And uh, anything outside of that is just, it's just something that's nice to have, <laughs> you know, cause, um, <laughs> yeah. eventually when I die or you die 200, 300, 400 years from now, we'll, no one's going to care about us uh mm-hmm. or anything that we did I mean, and we not forgot. even care about
1: our book even if it's good as how to win friends and influence people right so
0: well those things they might i mean that's the one thing yeah. i think those things can live forever and i think that's i think that's the end goal for me at least is i would like to leave at least leave something before i go because the money's gonna go away i would like to i want nice things i'm very bougie like i want to have a car i want to have the jet i want the stuff don't get yeah. me wrong i want the stuff but um as far as the legacy goes i think just just leave something that can be
1: tangible. I love it, brother. And it makes more sense now, you know, the time you're putting into the course, time you're putting into the book, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to write not the next, but your how to win friends and influence people, basically, you know, and I think that's admirable. I think it's admirable. It's so easy to write a book now these days, put it out, get on the bestseller and, and, and check that off your list. But I I think it's more than that for you. So I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, man. And also, uh, yeah thank you for coming on the show yeah. man ton of value no,
0: ton, a great conversation too i hope so man i hope people enjoy it like it's i'm always trying to get better and uh my mm-hmm. hope is to, to to connect with you guys in person i want to I, I just want to be around people that help me get better that i can help get better i mean the one thing that the military i'll leave i'll end it on this and i hope this i hope this okay um The one thing that the military has that you'll never find anywhere else is you're going to meet a brotherhood of people because you go through some sort of adversity, it doesn't have to be like life and death, but you go through some stuff and you're away from family and you build this, this brotherhood and this connection that helps you achieve more because you have a a network of people that you just like to be around. And Mm -hmm. today you just don't have that. And I think if you really want to go as far as you want to go, you need to build a syndicate of people that you like to be around that are all trying to get better and push each other because that is where you'll find what I think most people are looking for, where they want to be truly happy. I think if you just have a, a syndicate of people that push you to be better every day and actually care for you, that mm-hmm. is the meaning of life in itself, which is why I made the syndicate It's you, you know need it. to have people. And so if you don't have the people and you're listening to this podcast, I think you should reach out to myself or to Doug or join Apex or join uh uh, these sales groups. I can't think of Mm any (laughs) more join apex. Um and just get around people. And if you're depressed and you're in a a city where you don't have support or your family sucks or you just don't know what to do, we'll pull you out of that shit. Get to one of these groups (laughs) and just move. Like do the thing that seems impossible. Just move like sale. Like if you've ever been to the gym with like an IBF Pro, like a guy that just looks roided out. And it's huge. Mm-hmm. If you ever train with them, they're the nicest, gracious people ever. And they will do yes. everything else to help you. Yeah, Sales is the same way. You get around top producers. If you just show you want to improve, dude, they'll open mm-hmm. the doors up to you. And I think oh, that's yeah.
1: what people need. Just find it's the brother, people. brothers of pain. Brothers of yeah. doing something that nobody else does. You know what I'm saying?
0: Uh-huh. And, and
1: even when you like as many people as are probably going to the gym right now because it's New Year's. Um, mm-hmm. as many people as you see inside that gym, you're still the minority, you're still like 10% yep. of the population that even steps foot inside of a gym, you know. Yep. And so, whenever you have you're going through that together, which business owners do, salespeople do, um, athletes do, it just creates this amazing bond. And I've seen that in Apex and other groups like it. And so, oh, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more there, brother. Yeah, awesome. yeah, brother. Well, we'll include your, your, social media links in the show notes so everybody can jump on and follow you if they're not following you already. Again, I appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely, Doug. Peace. Let's get building.